Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast. We are breathing life back into Irish myths with traditional Irish storytelling accompanied by music to go along. My name is Aaron Hegarty and this week we have a story of the conception of Mongan told by my sister Sorica Hegarty, the other co-founder of Candlelit Tales. Now stay tuned to the end of the podcast to hear our latest news and hear a sneak peek of next week's story. As always, we'll be going live on YouTube on Sunday at 7pm Irish time to chat about this myth. So join in the conversation if you'd like. We wouldn't be able to continue to make these podcasts without the support of our patrons, which we are very grateful, so thank you. If you'd like to contribute, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candletales. Or you can share, subscribe to our channel, like, or you can leave a review if you like what we do. It all makes a difference. Now, sit back and listen to this week's story. Hey, Sarga. Tell us a story, will you? Long ago in Ulster, there were two men who had equal claim to the kingship. And rather than go to war, they decided that they would alternate. Each of them would sit on the throne of Ulster for a year while the other was free to do what he liked. This arrangement suited them both very well. Fiacre Finn and Fiacre Dove, the two kings of Ulster. And they went on in this way for quite some time, with Fiacre Finn taking the kingship for one year and Fiacre Dove taking the kingship the following year. Now one year, when it was Fiacredova's turn, Fiacrefin decided to go travelling. And he went to visit the King of Norway, a friend of his. But while he was there, the King of Norway was struck down with a terrible illness. And he had to call on all the physicians and all the healers of Norway to tell him what to do. Now they tried various cures and filters and potions, but nothing worked. Until at last a sage told the king that the only cure for him was a special broth made by boiling down all of the parts of a white cow with red ears. Now, such a cow was rare in Norway. The King of Norway sent out people to try and find one, but none could be found. Now, Fiacre Finn, seeing it as his duty as a guest to help his host, undertook to go and find this white cow for his friend. And he set off. And after much searching, he found it. The only white cow with red ears in all of Norway. And it belonged to a Dove, a black hag. An old widow woman with no family, no one to depend on, no one to help her. No clan and no people, no possessions and no income, nothing in the world save for one cow whose milk she drank. And when there was a little extra, 
sold at the market. And so she scraped by and survived. And her cow was white with red ears. Fiacre Finn understood that this woman was dependent on the beast. And so he offered her a better cow in its stead. The black hag said no. She would not exchange her cow for any cow in the world. And then he offered her a cow for every hoof of her cow. And at this the Kalyuktov considered. That would put her in a different position. Four cows, that was practically a herd. And so she looked at Fiacrafin and said, All right, I'll give you my little white cow with her red ears. But I want you to stand surety that the King of Norway will honour this price you proposed. Fiacre Finn was sure the King of Norway would not shortchange a little black hag. And so he brought the white cow with red ears back to his friend. The broth was prepared. The King of Norway drank it. And his health was restored. And then Fiacrafin went home, reminding the King of Norway of the promise he'd made on his behalf. Four cows to go to the Black Hag. And then he took up his kingship for the year. During that year, Fiacrafin received a visitor. One dark night, there was a knock at his door. And when he opened it, who did he see but the Kailyukdov, the black hag from Norway? And she looked awful. So thin you could nearly see through her. And the clothes she was wearing worn down to rags. And she said to Fiacrafin, You stood surety. And your word was broken. Fiacrafin was horrified. He brought her in, fed her, clothed her, sat her by the fire, warmed her bones. He offered to make it right, horrified that the King of Norway had not honoured the price. He offered her the four cows, but she said no. And then he offered her five cows for every hoof of the cow that she'd lost. That would be a herd of twenty. That would make her a wealthy woman. And the Kalyakdov said no. It's gone beyond that now. It's not cows I want. It's satisfaction. Sophia Griffin was duty bound to go and get revenge, to bring the King of Norway to justice for failing to honour his debts. And now that he was king for the year, that meant quite simply that Ulster was going to war with Norway. 
and so Fiacrafin gathered his army, gathered his ships, and set off for the court of the King of Norway to get satisfaction for the Kaljok Dove. Because the Kaljok Dove demanded satisfaction, Fiacrafin had no choice but to do his best to provide her with it. And in his capacity at this time as the King of Ulster, that meant gathering the armies of Ulster and setting sail for Norway at the head of an invasion fleet. Word was sent, and the King of Norway was given time to assemble his hosts and the armies to be brought out to the field to meet in battle. But the King of Norway had a secret weapon, and he sent against the Ulster men his terrible herd of man-eating sheep. Now the warriors of Ulster were courageous, and not a one of them feared death at the hands of any warrior. But there was something so strange about fighting sheep and being killed by sheep that it took the heart right out of all of them. It seemed that even if you were to explain to somebody that no, it was really a cannibal sheep and it was very dangerous altogether, there wasn't really much glory to be had in fighting sheep. So it took the wind out of their sails somewhat. And the army of Ulster was driven up against the cliffs of Norway and these sheep were getting closer and closer and Fiacra Finn was left at his wit's end and just at that moment when things were looking dark Fiacra Finn saw a stranger walking towards him tall and handsome with a green cloak around him and a gold circlet on his head and gold sandals on his feet. And that man came towards him and said, Fiacre Finn, King of Ulster, you're in a bit of a tight spot, but I can get you out of it. And Fiacre Finn said, I will give you anything in my power to give if you can get me and my men out of this. And the stranger said, anything, you say? Well, if it's anything I like you're offering, then you have yourself a deal, my friend. And he raised his cloak, and out from inside his green cloak there leapt a hound. And that hound chased after all of the sheep of the king of Norway and drove them over the cliff and into the crashing waves below. And then the stranger came back to Fiacrafin. And he said, now that that's done, what I want in return is to sleep with your wife. And Fiacrafin said, well, 
I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Now the stranger put his hand over Fiacra Finn's shoulders and he said, Listen, it's not going to be that bad. I'll change my appearance. I'll look just like you. She'll think it's you. There'll be no betrayal by anybody on any side and the son that she will bear me will be known as your son and he will be one of the greatest men ever to live in Ireland and one of the greatest kings of Ulster. Fiacre Finn was still reluctant but he felt he had no choice. He had given his word and he had to abide by it. And so he agreed and he watched the stranger walk off the cliff and disappear into a mist. And then Fiacre Finn turned his attention to the army of the King of Norway. A great battle was fought and the men of Ulster were only delighted to get into it after that whole business with the sheep. They won a great victory and Fiacre Finn put the Kaliuk Dove, the Black Hag, sitting on her own in a castle with herds and herds of cattle around her. And not only that, he got her a castle for every hoof of the white cow with red ears that she'd sacrificed. And when she was set up in state and satisfied with all that had been done on her behalf, Fiacre Finn and the armies of Ulster returned home. And when he got home, Fiacre Finn's wife greeted him and her belly was already big. On the day that the son of Fiacre Finn was born, he was born covered with hair and the druids there said another great man had been born covered with hair. Fionn McCool, the legendary captain of the Fianna. And it was for this hair covering him that the child was named. Mongan, which means the hairy beast. It was a busy day for childbirth. Mongan was born and on the same day, Fiacre Finn's servant Dove had a son brought into the world by his wife. And that child was named Macandov, and Macandov and Mongan were nursed together, and it was predicted they would be great friends. And on the very same day, Fiacre Dove's wife gave birth to a daughter called Dovlaka. And of course, their parents decided that the two children should be betrothed that the two children of the two kings of Ulster would marry when they were of age and so the whole province be unified. But Mangan was not to stay in Ulster long. When the child was just three days old, the stranger from Norway arrived at Fiacre Finn's house and announced that he was going to take his son to the land of promise 
raise him there and teach him magic and bring him back to Ulster, but not before he was 12 years old. And when asked who exactly he thought he was, the stranger smiled and replied, I am Mananon MacLear. And with that name announced, there was no one in the whole of Ulster who would go up against him. So Mangan was taken to Tirchangara to be raised, and all was arranged for his life when he should come back to Ulster. Dovlaka his betrothed, and peace between the two kings, Fiacre Finn and Fiacre Dove, and even Makandal, who was going to be his servant and companion through all his life. But things were not so settled when Mangan did return. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story, the conception of Mangan. That was part one of a two-part story. We'll get to part two next week. As always, this podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan. The music was also by Oshin Ryan with a little help from Rue O'Shea. Thank you to all of those who have helped us with Candlelit Tales and been able to support us and help us out by telling people about us, by sharing us, by liking, subscribing to the channel on YouTube or whatever it is that you do. do. Hashtag keep it candlelit. If you would like to support us on this podcast, you can do a one-time donation by going to our website, candletales.ie, and throwing us a few quid via PayPal, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash candletales and support us that way too. You'll have some bonus material going up there pretty soon. And yeah, we'd love if you reached out and got in touch. Email us your comments, questions, or any story suggestions that you have info at candletales.ie find out more about what we do the workshops we try and teach how we trying to get into schools if you're a teacher out there do get in touch or go on to candletales.ie if you'd like to book a live show now the live shows might be coming back as a real thing that's exciting you can contact us on bookings at candletales.ie hope you keep them well safe and healthy and that's all for us keep your candlelit you Mongan was raised in Tirchangara, the land of promise, by Mananon MacLear, who taught him magic and the wisdom of the other world. But he knew that one day he would return to Ulster. And in the morning, Randolph was awakened by a strange smell, as if of untanned hides and unwashed skin.